Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Straight Forward Talk with a Tia on the Keys 107 Network. Real talk about relationships and married life. Good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. We would like to welcome you to Straightforward Talk with Atia. I am Atia, your host and relationship coach on the line to answer your questions. No question is off limits. We have a real um, discussion about real relationships, and um, it's going to be a real one today. And with the show, the responses are not always in a feel-good format, but they are honest, straight to the point, and um, pretentious. We have one of those shows today that might get under some people's skin, yet it's an issue, an important one at that, that we need to discuss because of the impact on marriages and relationships. So the question I want to pose today are you ready for this one? <laughs> the question I want to pose today for the listeners is about pornography. Is it helpful or hurtful to marriage and relationships? Now, I want listeners to know that this show is driven by you, the listener, and discussions are opened as a result of the various letters and emails that I get. And is driven by the questions that people often uh, write in and ask. And sometimes they're not necessarily uh, brave to call in and ask their question on the line or perhaps maybe because they want to keep it um, anonymous. However, feel free to call in and give a an alias so that you can ask a question. Now today, again, the question we are posing is about pornography. Is it helpful or hurtful to marriages and relationships, and why or why not? Now, the first 10 callers who call into the show to respond to that question will receive a free copy of any digital download product available on the website, which is www.themarriagetree.net. And the call-in number for the show is 213-943-3618. Now, when you call in, our producers will get your name and your email address and then bring you on live on the air. So this is a good time to um, remind some of you who may not possibly listen to the show before, you might hear this big voice with a British accent that comes online. Don't be alarmed. It's Ingram. He's one of the producers and also happens to be my wonderful husband and at times may actually help to co-host the show. So, again, if you want to call in, that number is 213-943-3618. Okay, we do have a guest on the line today who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and his name is Dr. Aaron Anderson, also known as the Marriage Doctor. And he is on the line to help drive this discussion and also to answer a caller's question. So if you want to ask the marriage doctor a question, you definitely want to call in today. And and although our conversation is about pornography, again, no question is off limit. And again, that call-in number is 213-943-3618. And of course, you can always ask your question via chat. However, to qualify for the free downloadable book, uh, you or downloadable digital product, you do have to call into the show. Again, I'm going to give the number. It's 213-943-3618. Now, before I bring on Dr. Anderson, I want to set the stage. You know, to put things in perspective, who doesn't 
want a strong, stable, and satisfying marriage or relationship. You know, there is not one way to have a stable and satisfying marriage. There are some common factors definitely worth mentioning that will help to facilitate that reality. And research states that there are actually certain characteristics that, in fact, do help to establish a stable and satisfying marriage. And some of those characteristics are investment in the well-being of your mate, respect, admiration, sexual desire, intimacy, commitment, exclusivity. I'm going to say that one again. Exclusivity, that means only dealing with one person. And then the last one is understanding. Now, what was revealed or discovered in various studies was that the effects of repeated exposure to standard, nonviolent, commonly available pornography includes increased callousness towards women, distorted perceptions about sexuality, the devaluation of the importance of monogamy, and decreased satisfaction with partners' sexual performance, affection and appearance, doubts about the value of marriage, and decreased desire to have children. Now, later research um, studies actually further confirmed those particular findings. Now, it's important to note that some couples and some relationship coaches and mentors and even some therapists claim that pornography consumed in a mutual, consensual, and open manner can be an enriching aspect of marital intimacy. Although the material consumed is more likely to involve erotic content as opposed to hardcore pornography. You know, pornography consumed in a mutual way is inherently different than if someone was watching it alone or viewing it alone because it's used as a bridge to get closer together and become more present with your partner as opposed to a wall that cuts the partner off and drawing sexual energy away from the marriage and thus heightening distance between the couple. Now, my take on it is this. Because most times it is done solitarily or people are watching it alone, excluding their partner, and it's not mutual. So it's not a thing that couples are engaging in oftentimes together, but rather in most cases one is viewing it and usually it's men alone without their wives. You know, the thing is sex is an emotional bonder for married couples. And it is intended for procreation and intimacy, comfort, and physical pleasure for couples who have made that ultimate commitment. You know, pornography is dangerous because it can sow seeds in the mind in terms of what type of sex is actually sexy rather than the relationship being what's a turn on. You know, it creates a mindset that sex is just a physical act rather than about emotional intimacy. Now, in my observation, pornography destroys intimacy in marriage. It creates a lustful spirit and can undermine the beauty of lovemaking and the whole reason for sex to be a part of marital relationships. Now, I do want to say this before I bring on Dr. Anderson. There are all types of people out there. And it's interesting because some people would never physically bring third and fourth parties into the bedroom, but they actually virtually do it by introducing pornography into the mix. Now, the point about the material not being hardcore and simply erotic, it does come into play because there are programs out there like Kama Sutra. Some of you may have heard about Kama Sutra that deals more on the erotic side and help couples explore a deeper and more profound intimacy with one another and can be used as great tools to help them engage in the discovery of each other's bodies and areas of arousal. You know, the problem is, though, in some, with some men and women, they neglect their spouse and engage in watching porn, particularly hardcore porn, 
by themselves. And what ultimately happens is they begin to want to reenact some of those things with their mate, often making their mate feel used, cheap, or even unloved. And it also raises questions in the mind of the partner who is not partaking, per se, that perhaps they are not satisfying their mate in that area. Now, if you are just tuning in, we are discussing pornography and whether or not pornography is helpful or hurtful in marriage and relationships. And the first 10 callers who call in to respond to that question will receive a free ebook or audiobook of their choice from my website, um, those that are available, www.themarriagetree.net. So you can call in at 213-943-3618. Now, the question is, do you believe that pornography is helpful or hurtful to marriage and relationships, and why or why not? So, you know, first of all, is Dr. Anderson on the line? Is Dr. Anderson on the line yet? Um, Atia, yes, Dr. Anderson is on the line. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. That's another one of our producers. It's not that big voice, but it's a, a solid, uh, wonderful, gentle female voice. So, Dr. Anderson, first of all, I would like to thank you for joining us today. How are you? My pleasure for being here, Tia. Thank you for having me. I'm well, thanks. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Now, before we open up this discussion, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Certainly. Well, uh, my name is Aaron Anderson. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm also the owner of the Marriage and Family Clinic in Denver, Colorado. I've had my practice there uh, two years. Before that, I was in Lincoln for uh, a few years there as well, Lincoln, Nebraska, that is. Now, I'm also the owner of the RelationshipRx.net, which is where uh, I blog and do all my information online. And uh, the, the website for that is RelationshipRx.net. Wonderful. So, okay, so Dr. Anderson, I know as a relationship coach and as a marriage strategist myself, I get letters about sex addiction, social media, and pornography. And I have a very clear stand on the impact of pornography from not only personal experience, but also within the context of relationship coaching. So Uh tell us, what does the marriage doctor have to say about pornography? Is it helpful or hurtful to marriages and relationships? Oh, you know, it absolutely depends on the context of how it's used. So a lot of couples find really good satisfaction when it's viewed together. It gives them a safe place to talk about things that they might want to try together. Now, there are other instances where pornography absolutely does drive a relationship apart. When one is viewing it solo without the information or without the input from others or without the acceptance from their partner, then that usually is harmful because the one who has asked for it not to be viewed usually feels betrayed and abandoned and in a lot of ways similar to an affair where they feel like, hey, my spouse isn't in it with me here. They're having these sexual fantasies without me. So it absolutely depends on the context in which it's being viewed. Okay, so let me ask you this question. What role does social media play in this? How does that play in? You know, I get a lot of husbands and wives complaining about the amount of time that their partners spend online. And just recently, um, we we got a letter from a young lady. She sent in a letter about how her husband gets on social media um, as early as 5 o'clock in the morning and can actually stay on online even well after midnight. And one of the things that she complains about is um, he feels that she is nagging and is just jealous because she's raising up the issue. And she ends up going to bed at a certain time. And his defense is, what is he supposed to do? Now, Sandra, I hope that you are listening to the show. And for those of you who do want to call in, please give us a call at 213-943-3618. And the question is about pornography. Is it hurtful or helpful for marriages? Now, Dr. Anderson, one of the things that I find is that when there is a problem uh, with late nights on social media, during the times that you should actually be with your mate or times when you could actually use to close out the outside world and feed and nurture the relationship, 
what happens is I find that men and women end up becoming more susceptible to inappropriate conversations and things such as the type of pornography used in the context that you're talking about. So what are your thoughts about the role that social media play in pornography? Yeah, well, pornography by and large is viewed online anymore. The days of the naughty sex shops that you'd have to drive to and walk to and, and run the risk of somebody seeing you, those are almost gone. The The vast, vast majority of pornography is viewed online. And as for the role of social media in that, yes. any actor, including porn actor and actress, has a social media account. You, you kind of have to, really, uh, in order to have a thriving business in that uh, in that industry because the Internet is the way that's driving porn these days. So it's very common for a spouse to be online until, as you mentioned, it sounds like your friend has a personal experience there. It's very common for people to be online until midnight or one or two even sometimes on social media trying to find porno stars or trying to find pornography online. And so with the couples then, what they need to do is they need to define healthy boundaries online about what's acceptable or what's not. And, hey, if you're going to be online, that's fine. Just It makes me suspicious when you're on until 2 o'clock, just come to bed at a decent time. And, two, it, it might sound kind of bad, but if you're really having a hard time believing your, what your spouse is up to online, of course you can always browse their history and just make sure that uh, they're not doing anything inappropriate or that would violate the relationship. Now, some people would, would look at that... Um what you just said on that as invading uh, mm-hmm. another another person's privacy. Now, what what would you say to Sandra? Um, her husband actually listened to the show that we did on social media, and um, she mentioned that in, in her letter that he did not like what he was hearing and actually became very angry. And, you know, I, I can understand that because, the conversation regarding uh, social media requires taking responsibility for inappropriate actions and actually being accountable to your partner. And some of the things that I covered was just what you mentioned in terms of being healthy boundaries and, you know, agreeing on times to come offline and to really have certain discussions and communications and not to – and really to have a, a transparent uh relationship in terms of social media, and what I mean by that is having access to each other's accounts and so forth so that there's complete transparency. And in the case with Andrew's husband, from what I was able to gather from the information that was shared, is that he had a problem with healthy boundaries but Mm -hmm. was attempting to deflect his inappropriate behavior on her, implying Mm. that there's not a problem with him, but rather the problem lies with her, and she's jealous. So Sandra's uh, concern is that her husband spends way too much time on social media, and even when she goes to bed, he does not necessarily join her, but rather stays online at all hours of the night and through the night. What would you say to couples challenged by this, like Sandra and her husband? Yeah, well, first of all, first and foremost, the one who is participating in the injurious behavior, the the behavior that injures the relationship, absolutely needs to take responsibility for their behavior. Now, they might have a motivation behind it, and that motivation might be legitimate. Nevertheless, they do have ownership that they need to accept in that. And so... In the example you gave, and, and of course I don't know all the details, and so uh, mm-hmm. take this for what it's worth, but in the example that you gave, that would be a perfect example of uh, what, what you said. His name was Sean, right? Her name is Sandra. Um, I didn't mention his name. She didn't give me her husband's name. She just oh. referred to him as husband. As husband. All right. So yes. Sandra's husband in that case needs to be able to accept the responsibility for, yeah, honey, I am looking at porn or I am on social media and I know that this is something that you don't want and I'm willing to see that, I'm willing to own that, I'm willing to 
take whatever responsibility I need in order to heal from this. Now, if he's putting it back on her and saying, oh, you're just not giving me enough sex or yeah, I have a high desire and the type of sex we're having isn't the kind that I want, you know, that's that needs to stop. He, he's got to, uh, first of all, come to terms with his relationship and the boundaries that he's breaking before he can really identify uh, the motivation underneath it. So in your experience, how often is the person who is the one who's breaking the boundary issues, in your experience, how often does that actually happen that they do take responsibility readily? Hmm. Uh, you know, my my experience might be a little distorted because, of course, I'm a counselor. So by the time they come to me, <laughs> they're yeah. usually they're usually uh, the problems have been going on for a long time. So you know, my experience Likewise has been. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so in my experience, you know, probably oh, probably a good seventy five percent of the time when I come in the boundaries have been uh, broken like that and the one who's done the injurious behaviors are trying to blame the other spouse. So what what do you tell a couple in that situation? In the kind of situation where the what partner who did the betraying thing is trying to blame it on the other spouse? Exactly. In that case, usually what I'll do is I'll actually take the other spouse out of the room and talk with the participating partner, that's what we call that, uh, the one who's participating in the behaviors. And I'll talk with the participating partner by themselves and say, hey, look, let's you and me just chat. You know, let's let's talk about what has happened and let's talk about the feelings that you're having that's making you want to blame your partner here. And they'll usually come back and say, oh, I'm not blaming them. That's how it is. I'm really not getting enough sex and I'm really not happy in our marriage and so there's no blame here and then I'll do some work with them to understand what blaming is and what boundaries are so that um, therapy can move forward in a successful way okay so what are some other helpful courses of action that couples can take to not be caught up in the breaking of the boundaries with respect to um, the influences of pornography Hmm. How not to break those boundaries with the influence of pornography? Yes. That's a good question. Uh, talk openly about it with each other. If you're, if you want to view pornography, hey, just tell your other spouse about it, and say this is why. You know, your other spouse, your spouse might be upset about that, but it's better to get it out in the open up front before more boundaries get broken and before trust gets broken. So one of my tips is just to talk about it. Whether you think it's going to go bad or good, just bring it up and talk to them about it. Okay, now, Dr. Anderson, apparently when they get to you as a marriage and family therapist, when they get to you, these things have been going on for a long time. Likewise, as a relationship coach and marriage strategist, the other one's consent. That's definitely one of the first uh, most 
common breaks of boundaries that happens. So that's definitely the other one. As far as other boundaries that get broke, um, when the, the when the one does view pornography and then begins to treat their partner like the porno actor or actress that they're seeing on the uh, in the hardcore porn, that's mm-hmm. another boundary breaking there because instead of the relationship now being mutual and consensual and for each other's pleasure, the the sexual relationship that boundary gets broken to now being, you know, we're in this for me and I'm going to get what I want whether you like it or not. Yeah, and 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 that's the attitude a lot of times that that we experience on this end. One of the really? things that I do want to say is that you know, for me, sex is supposed to cause emotional intimacy. Absolutely. And when porn is involved, particularly over time, and particularly the hardcore porn or the type of porn that is not used in the context that we're discussing here, sex loses the ability to cause the emotional intimacy. And and what happens is the, at that point emotional intimacy intimacy, excuse me, loses the ability to cause any sexual feelings. Can you talk about that? How sex is supposed to be emotionally connecting with each other? Yeah, yes yeah to that. So that our listeners can really understand because we're talking about pornography. For those of you who are just tuning in, we're talking about pornography and is it hurtful and helpful for marriages and relationships. We have Dr. Aaron Anderson on the line, who is a marriage and family therapist, and he is helping to drive this discussion. So if you would like to ask a question, and the first 10 callers who call in will receive a free digital download from my website at www.themarriagetree.net. That call-in number is 213-943-943. 3618. Again, that number is 213-943-3618. Now, we, we're talking about pornography, Dr. Anderson, and, and you, at the onset of the show, you talked about how, depending on the context in which it is used, whether or not it becomes helpful or hurtful, and we discussed some of the ways in terms of how it has become, been hurtful and which causes a lot of challenges and issues in marriages and relationships. What are those situations where pornography can actually maybe assist a couple? What are some of the ones you're referring to? Well, when it's viewed together with mutual consent and you pick a movie or a theme that both of you enjoy and that both of you are interested in, that's one where the couple can be united from it. And as you were talking about just a second ago about sex supposing to be this emotional connection with each other, pornography can help actually with that when it is viewed in that way, when they're both viewing it together with mutual consent. Because it opens a lot of communication patterns or it has the ability to open communication with a couple to say, hmm, I'd like to try that or, ooh, boy, I don't think I could ever do that or what did you think here when he slapped her or when she called him that name? And so in that way, pornography can be helpful for a couple. Two, uh, I meet a lot of couples who are just very sexually naive, if if that's a good word for it. Yes, yes. (laughs) And they they don't know their own bodies, let alone Mm -hmm. their partner's bodies. And so when they get together, when they get married uh, and try to create a healthy sexual relationship, it just doesn't work. The one's in the mood and the other one's not, or when they finally are both in the same mood at the same time, one wants to do this and the other one doesn't. And... So oftentimes what I'll do is I'll ask them to go home and look up an anatomy book and a pornography book. Absolutely. Get to know your body. And, and don't just get to know the anatomical names. If, if that's what you want, that's fine too. But, you know, observe how things turn each other on. And just have an open communication. Now, hopefully, in doing that, the couple picks one that they both 
like. And so it's not going to be something that's just so awkward or, or terrible for both of them. And so that's another way that pornography can be helpful is, is helping the couple with new sexual experiences or uh, learn about sex, period. Okay. I do want to continue this discussion. We do need to take a break. If you are listening, um, you can tune in or call in at 213-943-3618. You are listening to Straightforward Talk with Atia. When we come back, we will continue our discussion about pornography. Is it helpful or hurtful for marriage and relationships? If you have a question or want to chime in on the discussion, again, you can call us at 213-943-3618, and we will be right back with Straightforward Talk with Atia. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Boom 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing at the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. talk about them. So 
when a couple comes in or when a couple is talking about sex, sex can be a very um, embarrassing thing for some people, and it's a very vulnerable thing either way. Yeah, and so when you have this great kind of trepidation of being judged by your partner or being made fun of by your partner, when it's about sex, that hurts even more. So the first thing we try to do is try to create a safe environment. Hey, look, we're going to keep our voices low. That's just what we're going to do. Number one, we don't raise our voices when we talk about this. Number two, we have a safe word that if either one of us begins to feel like we're being poked at or made fun of, then we say that safe word and we we take a time out for a couple minutes and then we come back. Okay. And, and so those are, are two of the things that I'll do to help a couple begin to communicate about sex. And that usually helps set the tone to let everybody know that this is a safe environment to talk about it. Okay, okay. So how would you go about teaching a, a couple how mm-hmm. to create that safe space? Well, listening to their voices, teaching them how to listen to their volume is one. Teaching them how to walk away <laughs> when somebody says that safe word. Because when that safe word gets said, sometimes the other spouse will come back and say, oh, I'm not being hostile or I'm not being judgmental and you're taking this the wrong way, which is just more evidence that the environment really isn't safe. And so teaching them to look for those kinds of signs and, you know, to teach them about sex, Atiyah, correct me if I'm wrong, this is this was the other part of your question too, right? How do you teach them about sex? Correct. If, if a couple really wants to learn about sex, actually pornography probably isn't the best place to learn it. Uh, if they're coming at a place with that much naivete, if they really feel so uncomfortable about sex and they're really naive about their own bodies, Pornography is probably not a good place to start with that because pornography usually is a little bit more um, hardcore or advanced. And so actually a self-help book is a pretty good place to start and preferably one with pictures, not anything graphic or pornographic. (laughs) (laughs) Something like the Kama Sutra, you know, where they're uh, kind of cartoon depictions almost. And so they can kind of learn a little bit more about their bodies that way. And there actually are, depending on which therapist you go to, there actually are some videos that therapists can have, at least in the professional magazines that that I get. There's always an advertisement in it for videos for couples who are trying to uh, overcome sexual uh, difficulties. And so if you go see a therapist, sometimes they'll have videos and stuff that they uh, might also give out. I I don't know many that do, actually, but some of them will. And those are all really good ways to help uh, learn uh, about sex. Okay, okay. You know, it's interesting because um, based on what you had just said when you were talking about the pictures and we kind of chuckled, um, it's interesting and it's, it's really in your face in many places, mm-hmm. and whether you want to see it or not, sometimes you do it, and mm-hmm. I live actually in Grenada in the West Indies, and um, of course I've been in different parts of the world, and sometimes the way people dress on the streets can be pornographic, so when you were when you were talking uh, just a few moments ago, that's what I thought about, but I do have a more serious question for you. Okay. Um, do you think that, and I'm kind of shifting gears here for a moment and, and, and moving from the helpful back to maybe some of the challenges. Do you think that when some couples are engaging in the physical act of intimacy, mm-hmm. um, particularly those who have introduced pornography into their relationship um, or have maybe struggled with some of the challenges of viewing it alone and then that causing issues, do you think that sometimes when couples are engaged in that, that the porn has been a factor where they fantasize and picture the porn in their mind in order to become aroused? 
Yeah, depending on the severity of the use, like what you're talking about. If they're looking at it on their own and they're into the extreme hardcore and they're not letting their spouse in on any of this and, and they're having these fantasies about things that they want to do, whether their spouse wants to or not, yeah, absolutely, then then that will absolutely bleed over actually into the bedroom. And that, that can be so detrimental because instead of having sex as an intimate connecting experience with your partner, sex is now becoming for your own personal gratification regardless of your partner's uh, gratification or emotional attachment or not. And and two, a lot of people, when they become that physically focused on, on sexual gratification, they're forgetting that sex is an emotional connection. And so they engage in sex simply for the physical gratification of it. And, and they're not seeking that emotional connection with their partner. And and that is perhaps one of the, the biggest damages of pornography yeah. is it, it gives people inappropriate expectations of what a healthy sexual relationship is. Absolutely. You know, I was reading and I saw where there's studies that suggest that men who use the use internet pornography and and like you said, most of the time it is internet pornography because most they're able to get it online and, and mm-hmm. it's readily available. But that um the studies suggest that men who use the internet pornography, they actually lose their sexual desire for their mm-hmm. wives. Can you talk mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, and uh you know, I've done focus groups with people back in my training days uh where I've talked with people who have had pornography addictions and they'll tell you the same thing that once they've become so numb to the pornography that they're seeing, they seek something more gratifying and they seek something more exciting. And so then they'll go to harder core pornography and then harder. And, you know, it it can only get so hard before, one, you either become at a conflict within yourself that, you know, this is the only thing that excites me, but it's so dirty and gross that I don't think I want to watch this. But you've you've become numb to it now, right? And so you, you have a problem within yourself. That's one possibility. And the other possibility is uh, that they are having sex with their partner for that physical gratification. And understandably, their partner has certain limitations that they just don't want to do. And so they're not engaging in the emotional attachment of sex. And so they're not feeling the gratification from the emotional attachment. And they're not getting that physical gratification because their partners have has those limitations, and so they just don't like sex anymore. And that's when they'll usually go online and search on websites or whatnot for hookups of uh, various natures of kind of exciting and new and uh, different kinds of sexual experiences. Absolutely. Do you think that pornography has the potential to? Let me rephrase that. I'm going to go back to something you said a little earlier. You just touched on the um, adultery or, or betrayal or unfaithful aspect. Would you mm-hmm. say that porn, particularly hardcore, when it's engaged in alone, do you take the position that it's actually being unfaithful to yourself? Oh, boy. You know, I, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> That's a tough question to tee. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm here to get you in trouble, but oh no, I, no, I I'm, no, I'm just. And I'll no, say you're this. No matter. I'll, I'll, I'll cushion that just for a second. I'll say this to our listeners. Okay. As a relationship coach, I will actually say that it is a form of being unfaithful and committing adultery. And one of the things I, I take that position, and when I'm uh, working with couples or writing or producing content, because one of the things is people get caught up in emotional infidelity as well. And who's to say that the physical infidelity is worse than the emotional infidelity? So then now if you move that, Rather, it causes a division and separates you and your spouse, then that is a form of unfaithfulness, wouldn't you say? 
Absolutely. With those circumstances that you just described, yes, that is an unfaithfulness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the one exception no. that I would bring up, too, uh, with that, uh, this isn't a yes, but, Atia. I'm Absolutely. agreeing with you. I'm saying yes, Absolutely. and uh, there are times also when one partner, you know, whether the, because maybe there's a medical condition or, um, you know, yeah. whatever the situation might be, where the other spouse is actually agreeable to the other one watching porn on their own, yeah. and they even set up a rule, you know, just don't let me know about it. And <laughs> th- th- those things wouldn't necessarily be affairs. But the other circumstances you're saying, yeah, absolutely. And I completely understand that because at the end of the day, it's still a consensual situation. You know, I, I know mm-hmm. yeah. of women who are married to men who, you know, allow certain uh, situations in their marriage just be discreet about it. Yeah. So there, there's a consensual situation. So certainly those circumstances, you know, you have to consider the entire picture and not yeah. just take yeah. this uh, position mm-hmm. on one side. Yeah. So, it, so you, go ahead. I was going to say, that's probably the best indicator of infidelity or not is the consent. Uh, or, or Sorry, that's the best indicator of when pornography becomes an infidelity is the level of consent behind it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. If you are just tuning in, we are discussing pornography. Uh, you may have your own relationship question or want to chime in on what's being discussed. You can get. We have a few more moments left. You can give us a call at 213-943-3618, or you can visit us in the chat room. Again, no question is off limits. I'm sure you can tell by the conversation today. And if you want to contact me, you can reach me at www.themarriagetree.net. Or if you want to send in your question or feedback or comment, you can definitely do that at atia at themarriagetree.net. Again, for our listeners, the question is, do you believe pornography helps or hurts the marriage or relationship? Why or why not? Now, Dr. Anderson, you talked about, real quickly before we wrap up, you talked about building the intimacy in um, relationships. And ironically, we do have our next week's show will deal with building intimacy Hmm. in your marriage. Would love to have you back on that show. I will also have another guest on, so I would love to have you back next week if you're available. Yeah, certainly. I would love to. Wonderful to help drive that that conversation. But also, give us our listeners, those who are listening, and it doesn't appear that we had any calls come in, but I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening, which they often do. You get some that are called in, but a lot of times I get a lot of letters and emails. But for those who are listening, can you give them some ways that they can build the intimacy into their relationship? And if they are faced with challenges where they've, they've maybe fallen out because of or not the issues, help can you give our listeners some tools that may help them be able to rein that in and maybe start anew that they can maybe uh, increase the level of intimacy in their relationship and maybe overcome the situation that's tearing them apart? Yeah, absolutely. So um, let me let me give two. When I give advice uh, or information, I give it to the participating partner, the one who's participating in the injuring behavior, and then the uh injured partner, which is the one who's been injured by the behavior. So my advice will go to to those two people. So for the one who's the participating partner, the one who's viewing the pornography and uh, that's causing the difficulty in the relationship, honestly and sincerely, just talk about it openly with your partner. Because your partner, the, the sexual realm of a relationship is supposed to be good for you and for them. And the only way that it can be good is if you talk about it. Now, pornography is something obviously that you like and and there's a market for it, market such a large market for, for it for a reason. Um it is exciting and it is uh, attractive and uh all these these things. And so don't be so embarrassed or ashamed to talk to your spouse about it. Tell them why you like it, what it is that you like about it, and just you know, just let down your your anger, let down your defenses, and just try to talk about it. And for the one who's been injured, the, 
actually my my information is going to be the same to let down your anger, let down your guard and talk to your spouse about it. A lot of the times so many spouses just want to come with the message of no, 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 how dare you, how could you, you're slime, you're sleaze, this is awful. And the participating partner takes that as such an attack to them. And so for the injured partner to let that down and say, you know what, it's okay for you to tell me why you like this. And that's such a hard thing to do because it does hurt them. They're the one that's hurt. But you can be hurt. That's okay. I'm not saying don't be hurt by it. I'm saying listen to it still and try to be understanding. And when you both come together in that kind of a way, you'll be able to find a way around it, whatever the difficulty is. You'll be able to find your way around it and create healthy boundaries around pornography and create a deeper relationship. So that's my my bits for the two different parts right there, different partners. I'm sorry, Atiyah, I I didn't hear that. You're breaking up. Uh, 
you can find me on my website, relationshiprx.net. You can find me on Twitter. My Twitter, Twitter handle is Marriage Doctor, Marriage DR. And then you can also find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Relationship RX. Wonderful. Thanks so much. And we will have Dr. Anderson back next week where we're talking about building intimacy within relationships. This is Atia, and you have been listening to the show where we talk with Atia, our guest, Dr.
Thank you for listening to Straightforward Talk with a Tia. If you'd like to talk with a Tia off the air, visit www.themarriagetree.net www.themarriagetree.net or connect with her on Facebook or Twitter. Don't forget to join us next Sunday live from 4 to 5pm. Straightforward Talk with a Tia on the key 107 Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.